As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All-82 Podcast, New York edition. Uh, Warriors on the road in a MSG that had, I think, something like 1,500, 2,000 fans, uh, which was somewhat of a post-game topic. Like Draymond and Steph Curry were like really excited that they were kind of getting trash-talked a little bit by fans for the first time in a while. Steve Kerr mentioned it. Um, I, you don't really feel it on TV, but I guess it was it helped – uh, the vibe that, that that fans are somewhat trickling back into the NBA. I hope it wasn't those Atlanta fans courtside. <laughs> that see, yeah, that's like an uncomfortable yep. amount of uh, you know proximity. Yep. It, yeah, most of these other places put the tarp up yep. and like you know the closest fan is at least like seven rows up. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought I you know I thought we'd be able to hear them on the TV, and you really didn't. I mean, I guess maybe that's a product of all the fake crowd noise that we're used to now. So like if it's not fake crowd noise, we really don't pick it up. But um, yeah, maybe the energy was a little bit better. I mean, they certainly both teams played with energy. I mean, they couldn't make a shot there for a long time, but I think they both, neither one of them, you would say, geez, they were kind of moping around in this game. They were, they were really going at it. They were playing hard uh, and maybe the crowd's part of it. MSG is probably part of it for the Warriors. The, the two last two losses are probably part of it for them, but I, I thought it was an entertaining game, except for, you know, they couldn't combine to make a shot there for about nine minutes in the fourth quarter. That's always. I believe it was like 12 to three through seven fourth quarter minutes or something like that. And, and, and the Knicks were missing layups too. Like, I mean, like it was not, uh, yeah, good defense, whatever. These are two teams that are, have very good stats defensively, but it also was just awful shooting. Uh, and playmaking and and all these things. But we've seen this before. They've lost to the Knicks before. They've lost ugly to the Knicks. This was them coming back, yeah, and and beating the Knicks. And guess what, Slater? What the theme of my theme is going to be? This is what 500 teams do. (laughs) They win one, they lose one. They lose two, they win two. They win one, they lose three. You know, I guess they don't lose three, my bad. They only lose two in a row. Uh, This is kind of what you do. You you lose a couple games you should have one and then you win one in, in an ugly way and you just keep going you just plot along and you get within reach of being decent which is which is what they are right now yeah, yeah. Uh, 
if if I was to make, take the more optimistic approach though to this podcast, it, they they are discovering stuff that will really benefit them in the coming weeks. Even though they they currently sit two games over five hundred, which is basically where they've sat from you know two months now. They they just fluctuate between two games over five hundred, two games over five hundred. But you have Kelly Oubre who has is becoming a completely different player and, and it's not just because he's streaky from three he's clearly learned the, the system much better i mean he had the clinching play tonight is him like sneaking behind the defense on a steph curry uh, you know gravity type play and he gets the dunk i mean he's just he just is a lot better than he was in january so you're you're just better on the wing just because of that the Looney starting lineup was a plus 20 tonight. And before Looney twisted his ankle, they had kind of found that steady lineup to, to stabilize them to start games, which they didn't have in January with Wiseman. Wiseman re- also returns tonight alongside Looney. And I think is discovering this like scoring role off the bench. Uh, I would assume the expectation is every month you're going to get a better James Wiseman. And you saw it tonight, the slips that he clearly saw Juan Toscano-Anderson doing, was told for two weeks, three weeks, hey, you can do that. Then came out and did it. And he caught the passes, by the way, except for one, except for the tough one for Steph. I think, you know, I'm still, yeah, and that was a fastball. I I think his hands are fine. I think it's a brain thing. It's it's, when it's moving too fast. I think that's what we're learning because when he does catch the pass you could see the soft hands you could see it i mean he's a jump shooter as a big he can move in transition to me i don't think it's a hands thing it's just it's just a brain is moving too fast thing and the game should slow down i mean like it should slow down every month for him so anyway i think he is going to help more and more to actual winning you know he's he's a highlight reel every game and he's also a low light reel at times defensively but I just think he's he's going to be better. So you're getting better with Ubre on the wing. Your starting lineup should be better to start both halves, which it was great tonight, plus 20. Um, and Wiseman, is, I think, is going to keep helping more. They do need to solve the second unit issue, which we will we can talk about a little later in the podcast. But I think in general, yes, I agree with you. Obviously, we've talked about it all season. They're a mediocre team. They're not a title contender. But they are getting better. They have a path to... I think jumping a bit more over 500 coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Now, so, so do other teams, uh, but the, the Wiseman part of this is huge, and they did not have him. They did not have Looney, and, and they just it's just added depth to this rotation, and it knocks a couple people out. JTA and Mulder get knocked out. I'm sure Kerr will find minutes for them at some point, but it does make them more formidable just looking at them, just feeling them like – you're going to have to deal with centers. And Looney doesn't look like much, but, man, he does not give up stuff. Like, and defensively, he clearly clamps it down for them. And when you have Looney and Draymond, you know, guarding at the rim on the back line, you're a lot better. So I, I agree. There, You can see an upward trend in this. I don't think they're a good team, but you can see the path to it. And that's more than, you know, more than you could have said five games ago. There maybe. are yeah. levels to mediocrity. Yeah. They are, you know, rising up the rank. To me, like right now, I think they're, particularly because Portland's injured, I think they're in a situation where I think they might be going past Portland coming hmm. up. Like Portland's been surprising. Lillard's dragged them yeah. to a bunch of clutch time wins. Eventually they're going to get McCollum and Nurkic back, which will change the scenario for them. But Portland's lost a few in a row. Like right now, head-to-head, I'd probably think the Warriors are just trending a little bit better in Portland. There are those type of teams, those middle-tier West teams that 
I think they have a chance to advance a little bit beyond yep, yep. maybe to like six seed. Or yeah, there's kind of a hard ceiling for them in the West, but there's also places for them to move. And I'll just say, I'm looking at the big pictures. I mean, they can move into losing their first round draft pick too. <laughs> I mean, that's actually not that hard for them to do at this point. Uh, if you know they go on a five game winning streak, they're going to move into like the ninth place overall, and they would lose their first round pick. They would still be looking at Minnesota's pick, but theirs is protected one through twenty, and they are looking at that. You know, given the the mess ahead of them, but they, you know, again, there might be a bunch of teams that take off too. There, there are more good teams there. Uh, that easy Dallas. They could easily da- get Dallas, Indiana. I mean, they're Boston. There are teams there that could just take off. Miami, uh, we shall see. But um, yeah. Toronto is right. Toronto, now, absolutely. Toronto like, these are teams that should be ahead of the Warriors, right? They absolutely should be ahead of the Warriors, and, and may end up ahead of the Warriors. But then you know, the Warriors are in that world, they're in that conversation. And if Wiseman, I thought Wiseman, like, looked like he'd been soaking it up. He like he he wasn't hyper aggressive on defense he would look kind of look like loony by the way like just kind of moving his feet shuffling around not over committing to stuff then challenging we had a challenge he wasn't incredible at it but he like was more subtle in his defensive rotation he had a bad goaltend but yeah you know that's one you kind of just do for effect you're you're up there i'm going to block it no matter what but um i just thought he was under control and for them under control plus as you say the two highlight He's going to give you every game if you play him 14, 16 minutes. That that changes them. It changes the way you look at them. Again, you may you might not want him playing too often with Steph, but a little bit is good. And then maybe you you sneak up there. They got him to close the first half, which I was a little surprised about that. Uh, not not going back to Looney there or not closing with Draymond. But then you know at the end of the game it's Looney. These are just uh, interesting combinations that we're seeing in. in Kerr likes having combinations, and he just didn't have any. You know, he was playing Juan Toscano Anderson because he had to at center, basically. Now he's a luxury piece. You kind of plug him in where you want to plug him. So, uh, by the way, does that count? That counts as a game, right? It counts as a game against his two-way. You know? Yeah, he was active. Yeah, yeah. so it's active. not like any which you know, they're, where, they're, where they're saving time. Not that they have to. I know they don't have to, but I was just curious. Like, not playing him doesn't mean that he, he the game doesn't count. Yeah, no, nah, they're uh... – by the time that they're going to have to make a decision on him, they'll have already known what decision they're making. You know, whether that's Smiley Geach, you know, Mulder. Mulder, by the time we're talking, Mulder's contract, by the time people are listening, yeah. Mulder's contract will either be guaranteed or, or not. Same with Damian Lee. I mean, nobody expects Damian Lee to get cut, obviously. But contracts guaranteed for, guaranteed for the season tomorrow. You have to waive them before then. So... What's interesting, you know, you I think Wiseman's going to close most first halves. I'm starting to get that yep. feeling because they know they need to get him more minutes. You know, f- he, he plays 16 tonight. By the way, scores 14 points yep. in 16 minutes. It's yep. per 36, just pure scoring numbers. He's kind of just this like boost scorer um, as a dunker, but. I think that, like, you know, LaMelo Ball is getting near 30. Anthony Edwards on a bad Timberwolves team. You know, he's super inefficient. He's not necessarily contributing to – well, he's not contributing to winning. They don't win. Minnesota doesn't. But they're making sure to get him, you know, 28 minutes a game. And the Warriors can't just hand James Wiseman 28 minutes a game like Minnesota can with Anthony Edwards. But they do need to find more minutes for him. And I do think the end of the first half when you're not in frantic mode – you can give him that time, and then if he can earn the real closing yeah. time, 
Or, hey, look, you're, you're either getting blown out and you blow a team out, he gets a bunch yeah. of mop-up duty. But the, those are the I, – I think he's going to be a pretty regular first half. I can see that. Because his yeah. stakes aren't as high. Yeah, and it, it gets him an extra five minutes, you know, and that's that's beneficial for him. We know Steve Kerr. He's not going to want to close with James Wiseman. That's just a close game. It's going to be Kevon Looney or it's going to be Draymond Green or it's going to be them together. Uh, it's not going to be James Wiseman. Uh, but maybe, yeah, if he plays really well for a bunch of games in a row, maybe they take a look at him to close the game. And one thing that he, again, he said he can score. Like he, The ball goes in the basket. Uh, maybe not with a jump shot, but sometimes with a jump shot. But if he gets the ball around the rim, the ball's he's going to throw it down. And they could kind of use that. And it is, it is just, it just you like to go, whoa, they gave it to him on the post. He made a spin and he dunked. Who, like, they don't have people like that. They haven't had people like that. I keep saying it over and over again. Like even the dynasty years, they had one guy who could do that, like one dribble dunk, and that was Kevin Durant. And they, this is somebody who's not Kevin Durant, but he gives them that extra little thing. Maybe it doesn't quite work with Steph and Draymond right now. Maybe it does, but maybe you know it's it's a little bit of a push. But, Offensively, yeah. to me, it really works when he's doing the slips, the screen and rolls, the cuts off ball, yep. dunker spot stuff. Even maybe if he spot up and shot a three once in a while. What doesn't, I don't think, work with the step stuff. They they shouldn't post him up. Yeah. And, and I do think they do it to just try, hey, you know, coming out of this timeout, you're going to get a post up to kind of get you in rhythm. I understand that. I mean, the Thunder used to post up Kendrick Perkins <laughs> to start every game just because they thought it would, like, get his brain going. But that's... And this could get into a second unit discussion. He could be doing some of that at the start of the second and fourth yes. quarters because it's not like they're you know screaming out offensively right now. Now that's the pool discussion that we had on the last podcast. We don't need to go too far down that road, but that's where I think he could explore yep. some of the other well, you know creative stuff. But what do you think about stuff. the Looney Pascal uh, front court in the in the fourth quarter? By the way, that was the it's, adjustment. That was the adjustment after the second unit did not play very well in the second quarter. So Kirk tinkers with it, takes Damian Lee out, who is not playing well, by the way, uh, no. and goes with Kevon Looney, and so moves Pascal to the four. And what did you think about that one? It didn't work. <laughs> I mean, because the problem is offense for that yep. team, you know, unit. It's not like they need a smart defender out there. No, they defend well. It's why it was they played four minutes together, and it was four to one. <laughs> That was the uh, – and then they brought Curry back in at the eight-minute mark, which, by the way, chasing a win, Steve yeah, Curry. There you right go. There. I called that one, uh, by the way. I called that one. Yeah, you did. I know you tweeted it going into the timeout. <laughs> but Looney and Pascal aren't a very good fit together. And I'm not saying Wiseman and Pascal would be either. They do need to try to discover if Eric Pascal can be a four in this league because, come on, I mean, like long-term, this guy's not just a center now. And if he is, like, you know, how, how's he really going to – get much on the floor he's not Draymond Green necessarily so they need to figure out if he's a four and I do like him more of a four next to Wiseman if you want to try that but you know Looney goes out there then suddenly you got Looney Pascal Wanamaker Baysmore like you're just there you're not scoring the Knicks are a very good defensive team you know top five in the league right now with Thibodeau and when you're playing a team as well coached and disciplined as that team with that lack of offensive punch, you're going to score one point in four minutes. Pascal needs to, if he's going to play the four, he needs to be playing with a shooting five, like a space five has to, because he's not going to do it. You know, he wants to just get his head down and drive to the basket and his shot is off when, you know, recently. And we all know what I think about that. You know, the scissor kick is just, it's not a consistent, you know, what the coaches think about the scissor kick. It's just not a way to be consistent. And we're seeing it being consistent. 
If he's going to be the fourth, I think it's going to be, yeah, it has to be with Wiseman. We can redesign that whole second unit. Wiseman, Pascal, Wiggins, Poole, and Slat, you know, Mulder, Lee, Bazemore. Bazemore. You know, yeah, probably Bazemore. I like Bazemore yeah. you know, just for the defense. If you redesign that next second week. unit, that's what it will look like if you're up to, you know, Slater and Kawakami. We'll pass it along to Steve Kerr. I'm sure he's dying to hear. But I just don't know that Looney plus Pascal is ever going to work out as, as doing anything offensively just because the defense doesn't have to worry about much with those guys. You know, Pascal might drive, but if you have if you put a tall guy on him, he's not going up and over Nerland's Noel. And then you've got a bunch of guys who aren't, you know, you know, want to make or can't make a shot. That, that, that second unit that's going to have some issues offensively. And unless PJ Washington is on the court, then it's going to be great. Uh, but guess what? PJ Washington will be on the court Friday. <laughs> right. Hor- there you go. You can go with the second unit with that one. Uh, but uh, against the other teams, uh, it might be they're going to they're going to have to take a look at some stuff, and they're going to have to mix and match. And you know, you know, we can all say it, Wiggins has to be the guy on that unit, but I just don't think you can ever say. Andrew Wiggins, go get four buckets. I don't think you can ever say that. You might get it. You might not. You can't just say, go get it. That's just not who he is. He's just not the, you know, he's not the rev up the engine and go get him. He's just not that guy. So even if you're hoping that's your offense, sometimes it just won't be there. What did he do in that four-minute stretch? Nothing. What was that? Like he just threw the ball away, dribbling down the court that one time. He had a kind of a weird yeah, game. Yeah, I just thought, like there's some weird things. I, I just say you just have to, like 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 they say they're doing. You just okay, Andrew. Just play well. It doesn't. We don't need you to do anything. Just do everything sort of well. Defend your man, and then once in a while you're going to come out and hit a nice elbow jumper, and then you're going to go to the rim, uh, and that's it. And you just can't say go get points. He's just never going to do that. It's got to come within the framework of, of everything. And there you go. And so then you have a, a second unit that is going to struggle. But, hey, you know what? They didn't get destroyed so much. They, they didn't. They just didn't look good because they played some deep because of Nick's struggle. And you sub Steph Curry in at the eight-minute mark with Raymond Green, and the Warriors pull it out. And that's what they have to do. You know, they just have to, like, make do with what they've got. And then maybe Steph and, and the first unit, and Oubre and all that. Uh, can can kind of you know turn it up in the last seven eight minutes six minutes and you're going to beat the Knicks if you do that. Uh, you're not going to beat a ton of teams. Might not win the next one, but this is this is the formula to be a decent team. This is how they can get to the seventh seed, six seed. Yeah, just this. I've met- not, they're not getting to the four or five, but they can get there. You know, they could win. You know, again, it's all thrown off by the seventy two game schedule. But in a eighty two game schedule, this could be like a forty eight win team, and that's not terrible. Having lost no, Clay Thompson, having lost everything they've lost, so that there, yeah, there is positivity out of this. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I've made the pool over Wanamaker argument for the second unit on the, on the website, on podcasts. 
But the Wiseman part of this, even if before Poole gets back, that would solve your minute issue with him too. Yeah. Now he would basically not be able to close half then because you're going to play them, him the final six of the first and the final six of the third, and then also the first you know five or six of of the second and fourth, and you don't want to just you know take him the final eight, you know yeah. basically the last eighteen yeah. minutes of each half. But if you tell him go play with Steph and Draymond, do your kind of just like slashing slipping, rim running, rebounding game for the first six minutes, get in a rhythm. Then at the start of the second quarter, you are going to get some post-ups. You are going to be spotting up for three next to Eric Pascal. And, and yes, let some threes go in that unit. You know, again, th- that would pretty much guarantee him 11 to 12 minutes a half, which would get him in the 22, 24 minute range every game. That's, I mean, if you put him in that unit instead of Looney, they're going to score more. Now they're, probably going to defend a little bit worse but like looney doesn't fit that unit so i could see that change coming pretty soon honestly and then the addition to that i think would be the pool uh and that's like all-star break range yeah and he pulled up did another had another good game tonight right i I just saw the stat uh he had like 10 turnovers i think he went like 29 (laughs) points yeah Uh, yeah, 12 rebounds yeah yeah his turnovers have been bad there I i must say that but I mean, you know, talk about exploring yourself. He's definitely trying some creative. Steve Kerr uh, wouldn't you know, mind that. Come on. He wouldn't mind some backup point guard averaging five turnovers a game. That wouldn't be bad at all. Uh, no, no, no. We'll have to see. But um, yeah. I, I definitely, just to get really nerdy on the rotation, I bet you what you, they would do if they do this, Wiseman plays four minutes in the first and third quarters, take him out for the last two, then get him back in there and just start the second and fourth. So he has a little bit of rest. So if you want to go deep with him in the quarter, you can, and you're not worried about him playing 20 straight minutes. There you go. There's my Kawakami nerd uh, rotation thing. That's that's what Kerr has done sometimes in the past too. So. All right. Well, uh, Ubre should be. Yeah, I, I, I let off my article yeah. with him. He had he sealed the game, like I said, with the smart little off ball. And that wasn't his only yeah. cut like that. I mean, he did it like no, three or four no. times in the game, which is unbelievable. And he wasn't doing it at all in the first three weeks of the season. No, and, you know they, they they call ATOs for him now. He's like learning. How, you know, Steph will backstream for him. He's getting out of the oops. Like he's just much better player within this warrior system now but also on the other end he strips julius randall that was a pretty ridiculous thing give me the ball i'm taking and then you see he kind of like fake like he was handing it back to him too he is he is a celebrator (laughs) so he's just he's just had a really good month i mean like he's probably been a top 40 top 50 nba player in february i mean because he's near he's he's high 40s mid 40s from three He's, um, you know, slashing. He's going to get you 18, 19 a game. And this is the Warriors now have the fourth best defensive rating in basketball. So they're a very good defense. And a, a large part of that is their wing, is their perimeter wing defense. And that's Wiggins, who's having a very steady year defensively. And it's Ubre, who's, who's maybe not as nightly like reliable, but he's disruptive i believe he has 27 blocks 38 steals and i think he's one of six players in the nba with that many of both like he just does stuff so he's a good defender on a good defense like that's very relevant to his career no question and it helps them do a lot of different things defensively you know steph can get a different assignment. It's the stuff that Clay did. like you know you can go get somebody that they want to keep away from steph you can go bother the ball he can, you know, he's he defends, you know, what eighty four feet a ton of the time, and 
tires them out. There's just things that he can do that they they like to have, and, and that's all a credit to him. Uh, and he's like he's kind of the definition of this Kerr right in a top ten defense and top ten pace or whatever the hell that was. Uh, Kelly Oubre can play in, in in transition. I mean that is like there is that guy can finish. And he can create the break, too, with with a deflection and, and a ball bouncing around. And he'll go take off on the wing. These are these are who they wanted to be at the beginning of the season. As Marcus tweeted, like, this is who I thought Oubre was. And, and I wasn't quite sure what he was. But I thought he was going to be better than what we saw in the first month. And now he's maybe, like, better than you even thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. This is all kind of the way, it, you know. NBA players the, kind of work, shot. Into, work into a season, but uh, he's good. He's a good player for them. He works with Steph and Draymond. He's back cutting. Uh, he's somebody the defenses have to account for now. I still don't think they mind him firing up a three here and there, but he's making them. So that's all. That's all good. And it's just another good player on a team that really needs him, especially on the wings. The shot will cool down, but he's. I think has enough of now institutional knowledge where he, I'm not going to guarantee he's not going to have one of those like mega destructive games because I'm sure there will be a one of 11 game at some point in the, in the near future. But I just don't think he's going to kill them on an every other game basis. Suddenly, you know, I don't think come March it's like, Oh, he's cold from three. Well, he's who the Kelly Oubre was in yeah. January. I think he could go cold again from three and he'll just be a better player for them while being cold, which lends the question, you know, trade deadline is in March. He has this unrestricted free agency coming up, but they do have him on this. You know, they have his bird rights, 14 million that he's coming off. He looks like he could be a nice fit on this team next year with Clay Thompson around. Now that would require Joe Lacob to pay big tax money again and again and again as they go into repeater tax, but also presumably get fans back in Chase Center. I mean, we don't know if Joe Lake is willing to do that, but it would make sense from a team-building standpoint. Yeah, I mean, some another guy you can throw defensively at somebody. They love that. That's you know kind of a feature of the dynasty years. If it wasn't Clay Thompson, it was Iguodala. If it wasn't Iguodala, it was Livingston. If it wasn't Livingston, it was Draymond. I mean, these are things that really good teams have, and he could be part of that. Now, it's what, what the price point is going to be. It also depends. Like if they get the fourth pick and they're taking Jonathan Kaminga, maybe that you know they're hoping he's that, right? You know, or at some point he's that. So maybe you don't have him and Ubre, or maybe you have him and Ubre, and you get you know you just line up the wings and he, he... depends on the price tag yeah, and length. Exactly. I mean, I'm not sure you're going here. Hey, Kelly, here's four years, a hundred million, doing that. but <laughs> not doing that. but you know. Yeah. Two years, yeah. twenty six million, and I'm look at Ubre's playing so well. That's you know he might play himself out of their price range, but you know you could bring in a like you said a Kumingo, which I don't think would be available for, to them outside of the the top three. But let's say you bring in a wing who you want to groom, you'd still find having Ubre for a season or two. Yep. With you know a tradable contract again, if he just leaves an unrestricted free agent, you lose that salary slot too. Yep. So and, and, you know, but then also, what's his fit? Is he you know he's not going to be in the starting lineup then if 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 and when Clay's back? So he's very six yeah, man to so. me. So I then, mean, but, on a, on a title team, right? Remember, we're talking about a yeah. This, but then you're talking it's about no longer forty eight million, million dollars. You know, if you include taxes for a six man who might go one for thirty from three at any point in yeah. time. Yeah, you know, that, well, that that's the issue with that. Um, 
that's the financial conversation. If we're just purely talking about like only competitive, like if we're only talking about what would help them win a title the most next year, it's using that salary slot. But yes, the the Joe Lake aspect of this, I mean, that's something for him to, you know, or he might say we can get somebody else, you know, there's, you know, You'd have to that's when like the trade deadline conversation yep. comes, right? Because if he walks in on restricted free agency, you can't slide anyone else in. unless you sign and trade. But that's a hard cap that can't really be hard cap. So, uh, last two guys I want to talk to you about: Draymond Green, who had an aggressive first quarter. I think some of that was because he's coming off that embarrassing ejection. Yep. Shot six shots, made a three, was active going to the rim. Then he kind of lost the aggressiveness again in the second quarter. He's passing up short wide open floaters to try to like pass through traffic where number one where are you at on him and then two Steph Curry 37 points come back from described himself basically as being dizzy the room was spinning in Charlotte so they kept him out of that game comes back tonight looks like himself 37 points yeah and I figured Draymond was come out with energy obviously after the way that last game ended and and Draymond putting in you know waiting a couple days and then putting it on himself which is fine uh, and understanding his status on that team, he had some, you know, he wanted to make sure the younger players knew that he was, he was there, he was back. Uh, I think that offensive, I think that shot is gone. I, I mean, I don't want to be mean here, but I, I don't think that's ever coming back. He hits a three. If he hits one three out of every three, that's 33%. That's huge for him. I don't think it's going to be that percentage, it's probably going to be lower than that. But if you feel like he's going to hit one out of three, that's about, I think, the best you can hope for out of him. He has totally lost that floater. That like he has no floater. He's airballing floaters. He used to have that, or at least you know have a shot at making it. That's really hurt his game because now he passes up three foot shots, and you could tell like they were playing him for the pass. Every time he got in the lane, they were just playing the pass. They weren't p- playing the shot at all. One like Derrick Rose just blatantly just jumped the lane when when Draymond still had the ball. I think you just have to accept that. I think the Warriors have accepted that, that that offense is not coming back. If you get it for a game out of every six, you celebrate it, you probably win, and you move on, and you don't expect it again for, for a week. Um, but he can do a lot of other stuff. He was good defensively. He got a couple big rebounds. I think he was a double-double, right? Assists, rebounds tonight, something like that. Uh, yeah, his line. I think he went seven, nine, twelve, okay. three, three, three blocks, three steals. So I mean, it was it was a very good line from yeah, him. Man. It's just the thing is, he, he's he's doing all that Draymond stuff, but the it's like kind of coming to a little bit of a breaking point with the offense. No uh, the you know when we talk about how defenses keep selling out, and the, and the more Nick Nurse introduces you know, a tweak, the more other teams go, oh, maybe we should try that. The more you watch these defenses just completely ignore oh, Draymond, the more, yeah, the, the more these yeah, smart goes. coaches, yeah, watch film and go, oh, we should do that too, right? Because these coaches are, what are they doing? They're watching the last four games of the the next opponent and they're going, wow, look at how Steve Clifford played Draymond Green. We should play him like that. And yeah, look at how Tom Thibodeau did. So, you know, I, I, and I, again, I thought you saw an adjustment tonight, which was he was, he's only averaging five shots a game this year, and he has six in the first quarter. And it was like, you know, that works. He went three of six. He had seven points. He was a threat. But then it just offensively, it left him. He still had a great overall game, but I just, it's going to be a continual storyline. Just like the attention St- Steph Curry gets is a continual storyline, the attention Draymond Green doesn't get will be. No that's one of the reasons I've been talking about Wiseman as a, as a starter. Now, maybe we've got him in the second unit, so we can't be the starter. But it's just another scoring option with Draymond because Draymond isn't. 
And then, you know, Ubre's hot and cold. Wiggins sometimes isn't always there. You, you really start narrowing down, like, who can score the ball, even when Steph's on the, on, on the floor. And we, Wiseman would be another option there. Looney is not. Uh, again, the starting line has been fine. I don't know how good it will be when they run up against really good teams. But, yeah, the, one of the things with Draymond is it's okay when you have a ton of offense on the floor with him. And that's always been a knock on him. I've always fought back on that, saying defense matters just as much. But when the offense is this bad, when he's, you know, when they just aren't guarding him and he can't even finish from three feet or doesn't want to, um, then it gets to, okay, maybe you have to mess around with the, with the rotations just to be able to get other scorers in there with him. Or else, I mean, like, could he play with a second unit? Are you kidding me? No way. No, you cannot do that because nobody would guard anybody, right? I mean, he has to play with Steph yes, Curry at this point. Yes. Just, I mean, you saw the Charlotte game. There were points in the Charlotte game where it was like, he doesn't necessarily, like, it might be better if he's not on the floor <laughs> without like Steph. Jay, put Toscana you know, he, Anderson. Yeah. I mean, that's where the Toscana Anderson thing comes in, or just to get somebody who's halfway a threat from three and possibly a slasher who will try to finish. Uh, but again, Draymond does all this other stuff. They want it on the floor. Steph's better when Draymond's on the floor. He just is, and they live with it. It's just a matter of now finding the pieces that work around that. But I don't. I, I just think I'm willing to call it. I just don't think the, the shots ever coming back. We've seen basically three years of this, uh, and it's supposed to at this point. What would coming back even be like? Thirty percent on a few a game. Yep. I mean, right yep. now he's like and, low twenties and, and won't even try take to it. try to make the three footer right and and like aggressively take instead of just passing it up like you know like you know you're not going to make it or try to get fouled and get the free throws instead of like I don't want to get fouled because I'm going to miss the free like those things seem to be pretty clearly happening in his head right now maybe not wrong maybe he's you know he's going to miss these shots but if they're going to give them to you in an NBA offense you kind of need to take them you, you kind of need to be a threat so they have to change that defense. So maybe Steph has one and a half people defending him instead of two. Uh, that's where we're, you know, again, this is down the road. Maybe when Clay Thompson comes back, it doesn't matter as much. Probably won't matter as much. But I just think this is a reality now. He's, he's you know, he's been compared to Rodman a lot. He's been compared to Ben Wallace a lot. Uh, one of the reasons why is his offense wasn't that consistent. And, and now it's much more like them that they didn't ever shoot. And Draymond might not ever shoot. Those guys won a lot of games, so they won championships like that. So they're just going to have to adjust around him. You kind of need Michael Jordan and or Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Phillips. But they got Steph. So I think they can make some adjustments and, 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 and go from there. But it's they're going to see so much of this, specifically with Draymond, and some of it's going to work because he cannot make shots. Okay, um, Warriors face the Pacers on Wednesday night. Uh, pretty good Pacers team. Yeah, I think they're around 500 right now, but but they're solid. Talented. Beat, they got big on talent. Beat, you know, they, they, yeah. they got bigs yep. too. Yep. You know, that's a team you really need your centers against with Turner and Sabonis. Um, NBA schedule sounds like it will be coming out very soon, potentially even Wednesday, but in, in the next few days for sure. Or and I mean second half of the schedule. Um, so uh, look out for that and podcast wise maybe after the Pacers game definitely after the Hornets game LaMelo Ball in San Francisco Curry presumably will play as long as he doesn't have a similar issue and Wiseman so you get the second pick third pick Curry uh, we will talk to you then yep
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.